Hey guys, Chloe here, founder of The Female Athlete Project. We're having a couple of weeks off from The Wrap, our weekly women's sports news podcast, while uh, producer Bailey and Bez, who looks after all our research and logistics for TFAP, uh, are both overseas actually on holidays in the US. But I wanted to share this incredible interview that I did last week with ultra marathon runner and pain scientist Donna Urquhart. She is actually about to embark on a huge challenge. She's going to attempt a Guinness World Record running the longest ultra marathon in a polar region in history. So she's going to be at Union Glacier Camp in Antarctica, the coldest, windiest and driest desert on earth. From the 4th of December, she's going to be running through winds of up to 100 kilometers an hour and using all of her mental and physical strength to try and achieve this challenge. It's absolutely incredible. Wishing her the best of luck, but check out this interview. It's a, it's a really powerful chat and some really incredible parts in there about her work as a pain scientist as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Donna, welcome to the Female Athlete Project. Can you tell us a little bit about what you are setting out to achieve? Well, thanks, Chloe. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, I'm setting out to go to Antarctica in December and I'm aiming for a world record attempt for the longest run in a polar region. So aiming to run 1,300 kilometres and I've got 30 days to do it. How did you come up with the idea to do something like this? Uh, really good question. Lots, lots of people ask me that. Uh, look, the like to be honest, I've always wanted to do a big adventure. Uh, I've always been a fan of going along and uh, seeing other people and hear about their um, adventures and expeditions. Like I've gone and spoken to Jess, um, Jessica Watson and also um, Justin Jones and people that have done amazing adventures. Um, but this actually came out of listening to an adventure podcast and hearing people's amazing tales in Antarctica and then from that, um, being an ultramarathon runner, saying, oh, look, has anyone ever run in Antarctica? And just then going explore, exploring and seeing if anyone had done it before and no one has attempted the longest run in a polar region. How does it, what does it look like day to day in terms of physically doing the run? Yeah, look, I, I'm planning to sort of tack it like a work day where I get up in the morning, uh, I have breakfast and get all organised and set off reasonably early, um, set off for maybe around 7 o'clock uh, and then aim to try and get the kilometres done in that time and I'm aiming for 50 to 60 kilometres um, per day. But obviously, Chloe, that will very much depend on the weather. Uh, Antarctica is considered the coldest and windiest and driest desert on Earth. Uh, so we could have temperatures down to minus 20 or below uh, and we could have winds up to 100 kilometres an hour. It's quite full on. How do you prepare for that from an equipment point of view? Uh, so we've actually been doing a fair bit of testing of our gear at the moment. Uh, I've been working with a lady who's got a lot of experience, um, Cherie Horn, who's been a gear tester for a decade. Um, so we've essentially been supported we've been uh, very lucky to partner with mountain designs and we're testing our gear in a shipping container so we have access to 
uh, a shipping container at a company called Titan Containers, uh, and they do Arctic um, store shipping containers, which essentially means that it's a refrigerated container. The, the container goes down to minus 40, but we've only uh, dropped to, to minus 10 because obviously we've got a treadmill in there and I'm running on the treadmill, but essentially putting our gear on um, and testing that I can use it, that it's actually achieving what we want to as well. Uh, and we've also been training in a wind tunnel. So there is a company in Melbourne where I'm based uh, called Denso, and they are a car, um, like essentially a car manufacturing parts um, company, and they have a wind tunnel which produces winds um, up to 100 kilometres per hour. So just a couple of weeks ago I was on the treadmill and um, training in um, minus 10 and 100 kilometre hour winds, which, Chloe, I can tell you that is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> quite an interesting experience. Um, probably the thing that I took out of that experience was that uh, if the conditions are that significant, then you're probably, and you've got time under your belt, you're probably best in the tent. Um, yeah. So, you know, keeping your energy and not, um, not having to put yourself under a lot of mental and physical load in those conditions. So were you able to combine training with the wind tunnel and in the cold shipping container or are you doing them separately? Yeah, so we're doing them separately. So the shipping container really allows us to reduce the temperature um, and to test myself in the temp- in that particular um, sub-zero temperatures, whereas the wind tunnel allows us a combination of wind and sub-zero temperatures, so a combination of, of both. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. And I was quite amazed to read that you're a pain scientist. Is that correct? Yeah, so I, I work at Monash University. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a scientist or a researcher and, yeah, we investigate as part of our, um, essentially my work is understanding pain and how we can best manage pain. And how does that, I imagine you've been asked this before in your preparation, does that, um, does that impact the way that you might mentally prepare for what you're about to embark on? I think it does. I think, you know, we're, we're all people, aren't we, and we don't divide ourselves into our career and our sport. Uh, so, yeah, the knowledge that I bring in from all aspects of my life I think definitely influences how I attack something. Uh, and yeah, some of the key principles that we um, have evidence for in pain research, I certainly bring into my experience as an ultra marathon runner. Uh, and we've done studies in ultra marathon runners at Monash. Uh, and yeah, we we experimented to see whether um, ultra marathoners experience pain differently to. Um, healthy controls. So we we actually ask people to do what's called a cold presser test where they put their hand into icy cold water uh, and they need to hold it in for as long as they can. Um, So generally the human reaction to that is as soon as you put your hand in icy cold water, you want to take it out straight away. Um, But what we found was the ultra marathon runners were able to keep their hand in longer so they had a greater pain tolerance. But we did some psychological tests alongside that and we found that um, the ultramarathon runners actually had less anxiety and fear around their pain. So I think for me, um, 
you know, all as humans, we all experience um, to some level that fear and anxiety. And I think recognizing that that's part of it, um, I mm. think, makes a big difference. And so when I do experience that, I think there's a level of acceptance that that is there. Um, and I think the other thing is that we very much consider pain as from a holistic lens. So pain is not just about what happens at the tissues at a physical level. It's also how our brain interprets the messages coming in. And that depends on a whole lot of things like what we're thinking from a cognitive perspective. um, Yeah, how we feel emotionally at the time, what's happening in our surroundings. So I think being aware that pain and discomfort is not just physical and that I can influence that from a whole other aspects I think that makes a a big difference it's really interesting what you touched on that idea of the acceptance it's something I went through my own journey was an ongoing thing with anxiety and things always right but that idea of when you try and fight it it almost makes the anxiety and fear so much worse but that idea of acceptance is really quite a powerful thing but it's much easier said than done isn't it oh absolutely I think I almost consider an ultra marathon race where you go through a bit of a journey <laughs> excuse me and I think you start almost fighting that and and knowing that pain and discomfort mm. is coming but there's a sense of wanting to avoid that but once you sort of step into that and accept it and sit with it then I think that's when it does become easier and there is you know it's still pain and there's still discomfort but you, um, yeah, you have a level of um, the, the fight stops. You, you, you know, you actually sit in it and can be and can accept it and feel comfortable in that. Mm. And your motivation for doing this is quite similar for what we're trying to do at the Female Athlete Project. And there's some pretty concerning stats around the dropout rate of young girls from sport. Can you tell us a bit more around what you're trying to achieve with this huge undertaking? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So right from the start, Chloe, you know, obviously there was a real want to explore what's possible for humans and and particularly what's possible for females. But we wanted this to be more than a record attempt. We wanted to use this, well, I wanted to use this as a way to help others and particularly to really educate and empower other females Um, Because as you've touched on, 50% of girls drop out of sport in their teenage years. Um, And for me, sport has just been an incredible vehicle for my life. Uh, And we know all the amazing benefits of sport from a physical, mental and social perspective. So I think it's really concerning when we see those statistics Um, And I I put my research hat on and sort of delved into that further. And I think it's quite incredible to see that one of the key reasons that girls drop out of sport is lack of confidence in their own skills and abilities. Um, And, yeah, I think that's something that we've got great opportunity to, to change and to be able to implement strategies there. So. Yeah, we're really advocating for a holistic approach to sport where, you know, girls and females go along and they learn physical skills like how to kick a football and how to throw a basketball, but they also learn 
mental strategies of how to deal with the various challenges of, of sport that we don't want to take away. That's that's the beauty of sport. But I think there's the real potential to equip um, girls and women with a toolbox of skills so that they can overcome those challenges that come at us. Because uh, I think they're they're ongoing to some extent. You know, I've certainly just in my uh, journey to Antarctica, I've certainly had a number of challenges myself, um, a number of mental challenges along the way. Um, and so I think having that toolbox of skills is really important. Um, and we've set up a campaign to raise awareness um, about the issues, but also raise funds. And we've got some really wonderful charity partners on board uh, that we're looking to support through the, the campaign. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible what you're doing. You're obviously pushing yourself to the absolute limits in the attempt to break this record, but at the same time, you're pushing such an incredibly important message for people who want to get on board and follow you while you're completing this. Um, can you tell us how they can follow along? And then the second part to that, if people want to support and, and donate to support these charities that you're working with, how can they do that as well? Yeah, thanks, Chloe. Look, we'd love um, people to follow us and we'd love people to support in any way they can. Uh, probably the key um, way people can help or follow us is to go to our website. It's like a hub of information on the project. So the project's called Run Antarctica. Um, so if people go to www.runantarctica.com, um, just remember there's two C's in there. Often people forget the, forget one of the C's. Um, so, yeah, it's www.runantarctica.com. Um, there's a button there you can donate if you'd like to. Our Facebook and Instagram links are there, our handles. Um, yeah, in terms of our socials, our handle is Run Antarctica. Uh, yeah, we'd love people to follow us uh, along the journey. Yeah, amazing. And I'll put the link in our show notes as well so people can click on that in case they get the spelling wrong. Oh. But um, thank you so much for your time, Donna, and wishing you the absolute best of luck. We can't wait to follow along and, and be supporting you from afar. I think it's absolutely incredible what you're doing. So congratulations on um, the, the drive and determination that you have as a person. It's, it's quite amazing. Yeah, thank you, Chloe. And uh, look, thanks for having us on. And uh, I guess our team would also like to say we just think you are doing a brilliant job and, uh, yeah, we, we're really um, excited to be, you know, partnering with, or working with you in terms of, you know, getting the word out, in, you know, and empowering females in sports. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. That's really kind. Thanks so much for listening. If you got something out of this episode, I would absolutely love it if you could send it on to one person who you think might enjoy it. Otherwise, subscribe, give us a review and make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Female Athlete Project to stay up to date with podcast episodes, merch drops and of course, news and stories about epic female athletes.